Hello, diary listeners. First, I think I might have recorded this entire thing on my built-in audio system on my on my computer. So I'm now using my Yeti uh, microphone and I'm seeing massive differences. So I apologize if there's a disconnect. But this is inside the front end. It's a it's kind of a ramble about my consultation process. Hopefully you guys will pick up a few tips and tricks, but I just felt moved to talk about that this week. Hope you guys enjoy. Welcome to the Apprenticeship Diaries, where raw meets refined. Let's be real, we're still working on refined. <laughs> what it took, what it takes, and the stories that are made. Join us as we learn from professionals about how their stories begin. Listeners, seriously, guys, if you saw what is going on right now, you'd be like, Amy, <laughs> what is happening? So in front of me is um, a, a thing of hot tea, a protein shake, and then my needle jig. I got the sweet needle jig uh, from their Northeast meetup, the first of their Northeast meetups through needle jig they gave me this stellar um metal water canteen and then I got like a metal straw I'm trying to I'm trying to do good stuff for myself they say you're supposed to drink out of metal not plastic of course then my shakes out of plastic with a plastic straw I, basically I have so many liquids here I don't I don't really know if that's um a product of age like like middle age that you like get to a point where you're you, you just love liquids, but I can't tell you guys how much I enjoy. <laughs> I enjoy just drinking and I don't mean alcohol. I mean, just drinking like a solid drink. This morning I woke up and Rico every morning, as soon as we wake up, both of us, because I'm, I'm usually awake a little bit before him. But when he wakes up, he's like, is it coffee time? And I'm like, yeah, man, it's coffee time. Let's do this. Of course, we, we still got to get moving from that point, but he's always there to make some coffee, and it's pretty cool. So he makes coffee this morning, and I'm like, what was he doing? I was commenting on something. I was writing a comment. It's some social. Oh, no, I know what I was doing. So I, I met a Twitter friend, and he told me, uh, hi, Kyle, if you listen, um, he was telling me about a really amazing story where he like he almost died recently. And um I won't go into it too much, but I was replying to him and as I was replying to him, I I was taking these sips of coffee and I was like, "My god, this is amazing." Like it was it was like I could feel it speeding up my body in some way. All I can tell all of you is if you happen to be younger than 40, because I can't tell you what it's like ahead of me, I got to get there. But if you're around my age, I'll be 42 in August, I, the life that you get from certain things is incredible. So sitting in front of me right now is three drinks, 
and I'm just going to be going at them like this whole time. So you hear a lot of sipping, smacking, all that. I'm, I'm going to be enjoying myself. But um, typically how I've been doing these personal entries have been to wait until after church because usually my week is so beautifully wrapped up uh, after church. Like there's something that comes up and then church always seems to like give me atonement. I am not waiting for that. Today is actually Saturday. So I'll be going to church tomorrow morning and I'm sure it'll have some beautiful insights. Excuse me, burping. Um, but I'm, I, I know what the theme is this week. It's, it's very apparent. I was asked, and as, I, as you all well know, I, um, I follow and I really love Jason Stapleton. And he puts out on Twitter, I highly recommend you, you follow him anywhere you can. But on Twitter, he has a great Twitter feed. He wasn't going to be on there for a while and I was kind of sad, but I understand, you know, you need breaks from social media. But he's back on there now and he asks, he just asks questions or he presents really cool information. But the one question he asked was, what is, uh, what you think is the most valuable quality or thing that you can possess as a person, uh, in this world? What do you think? And my answer was tolerance. Because I think that that's the most valuable thing that a human being could possibly have in this world. But it was a, it was a big, big tie with communication. <clears throat> and I pondered it and I was like, no, you know. Because communication is great. It's, it's very, very stellar. But I really think that being tolerant, truly tolerant, is a step above because you can be as good at communicating as possible and and that's still not going to bridge the divide all the time uh, and and that has been popping up more and more and more this week so I figured what I talked to you guys about is something that I think I've brought up a few times in the past but I really want to go head first into it a bit so that I can share uh, particularly with the newbies in the tattoo world but also, I'm, I'm hoping this reaches a lot of old heads too, and I also think it goes beyond tattooing. What I would like to talk about today is my consultation process. I've had a lot of incidences over the, um, actually the past three years, where I have to admit that I've taken on clients that are not truly through my funnels that I usually do. There's a small measure of guilt that I feel about, you know, uh, corralling everybody to my website and then saying, submit a contact form and I'll get to you as I can. And then when COVID hit, absolutely not doing that. Um, I've kept people waiting for years. I've, I've reached out to a few people uh, from 2020 and thrown out my my booking link and everything but for the most part I'm still in this vein of like needing to heal myself before I really feel like I can open up to the general public but what I've what I've noticed is is that if I don't obey my funnel that I initially set up so that people are in alignment with me the project the work and keep me sane 
um, things go off the rails fast and people and me allow a lot of boundaries to be crossed that I don't otherwise allow for but this is a this is a phase in my life where I'm, I really want to test some boundaries because a lot of beautiful things have come from it that I'm not going to I'm not going to go too much into but I've I've opened myself up to some people and some projects that I would never have found and never really had such a beautiful experience with if I did not uh go against my own setup. I had to clear my throat for a second. That must be this awesome, awesome uh <laughs> um, protein shake that I'm 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 sucking down. But um <clears throat> so first thing is I recognize often that there are people in the tattoo industry and in other indus industries that basically allow for all manner of contact. They they allow for DMs, PMs, text messages, emails, calls. It, it's just endless. And um, I, uh, as much as I'm, I'm allowing for all of those things in different respects, I'm really, I'm really allowing it for myself. I don't recommend doing uh, much communication via DM, PMs, text messages. And with emails, I, I, I really don't recommend that for a uh, consultation process. Uh, emailing is good for storage and it's really good for doing uptake forms and initial initial like automatic responses and then once you've done your consultation, it's really good for follow-up notes, sending and exchanging once everybody has their calls to action and they know exactly how to work with you. Email's great because it, it stores so much information, pictures, whatever, and you can just create threads that are back and forth. And when you're, you're sitting down to do a project, you know exactly where to reference everything from. So... What I, what I first recommend to everybody is definitely in the beginning, decide what your preferred contact is and stick to it um, because it gets crazy really fast and you're going to lose your mind and you're going to really, really, really um, get upset. And, you know, a big thing for me is to make sure that I love my clients, that I am fulfilling them and that I'm there for them. And, and they, they're not obligated to know what I know. The, the point is they're coming to me and they're leaving themselves open and vulnerable to have me guide them through an experience. And it's up to me to really make it cool. So that's, that's the kind of um, position that I like to put myself in. Now, once it gets to tattooing, it's more of a 50-50 exchange, excuse me. Man, I really shouldn't have all these um, liquids, I guess. But <laughs> I'll probably have to pee at some point, too. I'm going to take a sip real quick. All right, that's that's my metal canteen. It's awesome. Needle jig, thank you. It's, it's a fabulous canteen. I love it. And um, Jesse Smith, actually, uh, did the artwork cover on it. It's fabulous. It's got a wacky Jesse Smith squirrel on it. Signature move, man. The first thing is, is that... When you're new, you got to feel a lot of things out. 
my best my best advice is to be honest never over promise always always keep things very very comfortable and very predictable and 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 keep people who can help you close and utilize them so when you're taking on clients you're not really sure really make sure to have your mentor available ask them to stay by you ask them to guide you um, I, I feel like it's important to defend yourself and respect to even them because you know what works for them doesn't necessarily work for you hear them out but definitely um, you know know yourself it's important to know yourself really well and to voice where there's discomfort um, and then and then wait for the answer and then if you don't get the answer that you really want consider the answer you get for sure try out whatever you can but um, you know know that that your mentor is doing the best that they can from the place that they are at and they're limited so it's good to always reference other people lots of people like to use me as just like a hey I have this scenario what do you think I'm really great for that I'll give you my honest opinion and, and typically I give advice that is not often given which I know that this episode might actually piss a lot of tattoo artists off because I've had a lot of tattoo artists critique the level of care and attention that I give to people on the front end of this whole agreement. I've had tattoo artists uh, say, wow, you, you do an hour to hour and a half to sometimes two hours consultation. That's my time. That's making money. How could you do that? Why would you do that? Folks, it makes all the difference in the world. So here, here's, here's my thing. This is my normal funnel. And this is what I definitely do recommend. You got to know some things about yourself first, though. I am to the point where I only work on one person a day. Uh, if it comes down to tattooing and it's smaller, um, I might be able to, to fit in some things, but those are, those are bookings that I like to make in person. And I like to look at my actual schedule in front of the person and we find a date together. Um, otherwise most of the projects that I take on are rather big and they require they require a lot of time and attention and honestly even if they're small I, re I really want to have a consultation first to kind of hack the idea open and see if it's really as small as as it appears to be you as the client commissioning something do not get to dictate what is and is not a small task in fact anything that looks simple only look simple because the practitioner who's doing it has been doing it so long that they make it look simple. In fact, the most simple things, especially in tattoo world, but in other in other fields too, are usually some of the hardest things in the world to do. AKA drawing a straight line, you know, like around a limb, like just a single line all the way around the limb, perfectly straight, perfectly, you know, around their limb. That's probably one of the hardest tattoos. Perfect circles, circles in circles. I mean, like, these are things that people have given me that I'm like, why, why would you think that I'm a good person for this? This makes my head hurt. And, and the reality was they, they weren't really thinking about whether or not 
um, I, I, I would be the best one. They were just wanting to give me the work first because they liked me. So, you know, and I felt bad in certain instances like that because I was like, oh man, like if I had just known the project, I could, I could have released you and you could have been looking for someone else. So, um, there have been situations like that. You as a client do not get to dictate what is and is not simple. That is for the tattoo artist to actually, to actually do and to tell you. The other caveat is, is that it is not for you to kind of dictate the terms of how an artist accepts their work. If they don't want to accept it, my, my advice is please don't take it personally. Because cause we're out in la-la land half the time, folks. I don't even know what motivates me, what, what even drives me half the time. As I mentioned, Jason Stapleton, I hired him at one point to be a business coach. And eventually I was like, dude, I don't even know what I can talk about with you. I, I, I try to come up with stuff every week. But quite frankly, I don't know what moves the needle. It just moves. Things happen. I make money. I keep, I keep growing. I keep scaling. I don't know how I do it. He said, it's, you're not much un, unlike most creatives. So I don't even know how it happens, but if you take an artist personally, it's it's a wrong application, guys, because we're too emotional for our own damn selves. Please don't take us personally. Um, but on that on that respect, we it's really hard for us to find time and attention. We're being hit up from all angles. Um please don't take it personally because it's not personal. It's business. It is a personal expression. It is something that, that is very valuable to you. Once you're in our frame of reference, our time and attention will be on you. At least it will be for me that I can promise you. And at that point, I will take into full consideration you, your project, your wants, your dreams, your hopes, and we will make something awesome together. But until that time, you know, you just got to wait. And if it's not worth the wait, then it's not worth getting tattooed permanently on your body. I mean, we are literally talking about a forever mark. And, you know, if, if you're really not able to hold out for a few years for somebody who's going to give you a life-changing, body-altering, mind-blowing mark forever that's going to change yourself forever, then I I don't I don't think that you're um, you're really in alignment with the majority of the people who I know anyway. I know the people that I get tattooed by or have been. I'd wait years for. Uh, they're worth it, and a lot of them have waited that long for me. So it's copacetic. It's uh it's something that we all do for each other, and you know we're talking about permanency. And if it's not permanency, it's a lot of pain, a lot of time, and possibly to cover it up or to alter it, it it's just, it's, it's going to be a lot more money and, um, and honestly risk to your body. So make good decisions. So that's why the consultation and proper communication is so unbelievably vital. The biggest reason why this is coming up is because, well, it's a lot of things I've had all throughout May, like wild, wild communications uh, that have been challenging to navigate and lots of high emotions. As you all know, the beginning of my May was fettered with a lot of um, 
a lot of emotionality, uh, a lot of uh, need to reflect, and I have I have my own personal shit. So, you know, whenever somebody's going through that in their personal life, um, it's hard it's hard to show up and get your get your head in the game. But um, that's something that I really try to do for my clients, no matter what's going on. And then if you've ever gotten tattooed by me, I usually use my life as some kind of neat drama to uh, present to you as I'm tattooing you so that you can share in my misery for a little bit. And we all kind of laugh and heal together and uh, exchange notes on how crazy our lives can be. But before that, I have consultations. So... I guess, let, let me start from the beginning. So I use a booking link. So what happens is you'll submit, you'll submit a form via my website. And before you get to submit a form, you'll have to scroll all the way down through lots and lots of information about what I'm into. And, and you either read it or you completely scroll past it. The choice is yours, but if you scroll past it just to get to the contact form, you're really missing out on a lot of what could let you know whether or not I'm the right fit for you. So if you're if you're gonna if you're gonna breeze by that, you're you're missing already the first line of communication. That I think is initially the big hiccup with taking people who are not going through my website because a lot of them just try to skip the jump. And they they think that, oh, because my friend or my family member or whatever went to you, you're perfect for me. No, no, son. I just, I just met somebody the other day that just talked about two things they want that are big bullet points. They're, they're very specific. She wanted a clock and a compass all in one thing. And I'm like, dude, these are like two freaking things listed on my website that I loathe. But, okay, let's talk about it. We'll see what I can do. I'm not guaranteeing that I'm your artist, but we can talk about it. I don't like them right away. It's listed right there. But if you meet people out in the wild and you're talking to them and you're like, yeah, let's, let's you know, let's rap about your idea a bit. I'm fine with that. You know, I like what I do. You know, maybe this could be cool. Mm. They, uh... They come up with things that you know that in, in your pre-screen, in through your funnels, you've already gone over that. So the first line of communication is whether or not you're going to be the type of person who reads what I provide for you. And face-to-face, -face, are you listening to what I'm actually saying? Because I have no reservations at this point at looking people, especially this one chick that <laughs> hit me up. Um... And was telling me about her idea. She didn't hit me up. Oh, we were having a conversation, but she was telling me about her idea. And I have no reservations about saying, hey, um, you just said two words that I I really don't like to do. I'm going to tell you right now. I, I have no, no compunction about just spitting it out now and saying, yeah, dog, that's, uh, that's a whole lot of something I'm, I'm not really into. I got to be honest with you. But we're not having a consultation right now. You just met me out of nowhere. And uh, you, you can talk about them all you want. I'm not writing down shit. We're not taking notes. I'm just simply meeting you and letting you talk about the tattoos you want. But don't think that anything is really settling in my mind. You're going to have to go through certain 
certain uh, process steps of mine before before this is even this is even something that that we're gonna sit down with and that I'm gonna digest because I need I need time and space to do this. So if I meet people out in the wild, that's what I say to them. I'm like, look, you can talk all you want about your tattoo. I'm not in a position to note what you want for your tattoo. So if you would like to actually work with me, you got to work with me. And the first first thing is uh, getting my booking link and setting up a consultation. Now, however I come to your project at this point, whether it's through my website or as an individual that I just meet, you get my booking link. I am not booking tattoos for you. I have decided that I am not going to... I, I've set it all up. It's so freaking easy. You hit the link. You see all the different listed kind of appointments or, or you know, time slots that you can, you can do. The ones that are free are clearly free. They're the consultation or a free photo shoot. I list three different kinds of consultations. Uh, you can do an in-person, which is always preferred. But if you're not close, I'm, I'm like, you know, if you're within an, you know, like if you have an hour drive, I can respect wanting to do... Uh, a remote kind of uh, kind of uh, chat. So with that, you have a Zoom call, which is the next in line because I can actually see you. You can actually see me. We can register each other's faces. We can show each other things. We can share screens. We we can go back and forth a little bit more. It's nice. The next tier is phone, which again, if you're if you're the kind of person who can email and who can take the time and make the time and who communicates your ideas really well, that can suffice too. Phone calls, I will admit, I, I, I prefer is more of a follow-up kind of thing or with people who have already worked with me and kind of know the deal and they know what to send me and, and kind they're kind of already hit to the whole thing. But it's not like I won't do a phone consultation. Until I knew about Zoom, that was what we did if they were too far away. If I was going to a guest spot or something, we just we did phone consultations and we did the best we could with what we had. I had to give them lists of, of detailed instructions about how to send me photos and how to give me references and how to measure their body. Um, but it was fine. We worked it out. Um, so... I give you those options. The ones that charge are things that are very obvious. You're not gonna you're not gonna be able to book any kind of tattoo time with me without leaving down at least uh, $150 or $300 worth in deposit. So most people don't just do that without talking a little bit about it. They don't just run to book tattoo time. It's very very easy to give somebody a link and then they can access everything but the minute they see that they got to lay down that kind of money and then while they're leaving down that kind of money they're they're getting an a, like a an agreement a deposit agreement that's saying hey bro this is non refundable this is the conditions they they kind of go ah oh maybe I maybe I shouldn't do this all of my booking uh, remote booking and uh, digital digital calendar space is via Square. 
Now, there's other ones that I've used um, that, that I liked. Uh, we're fine. Square just happens to integrate everything. I don't even think I fully utilize Square the way it could be utilized for me, but it's really nice. I enjoy Square even though they've charged me more money of late to do certain calendar stuff, but, you know, that's fine. Um, I use Square, and they give you, once you set everything up, they give you a link that you can share if you allow people to book online. I do not let my booking link be free reign because I am not going to be inundated with um, people trying to get in with me. If, if, if I just wanted a full three months of nothing but consultations and then to be booked out three, three years in advance, that's what I do, that sounds god-awful, guys. My booking ability is catered to this. You cannot book more than three months out, so you have to be within alignment of wanting the project, um, and you can't move or cancel your appointment within seven days of the appointment that you make. So that's how I also set it up. All of this is to avoid needing an assistant or a front-end person. Now, if I ran a bigger shop, and if I... Um, felt like I was at a phase in my life where I wanted to commit and really scale this, I, I would I would hire a front-end person and just do it through them and instruct them and teach them and yada, yada, yada. And then I wouldn't need my booking uh, system. But as this stands right now, this allows me to be a one-man show. And, you know, my clients get to... I think it's nice for them, too, because they get to actually look... And at their own time and leisure, uh, take a link, book an appointment that works for them, and typically they can make it, you know? Like, there's very few cases where they fall off with consultations, but I find that if you go back and forth and it's all this stuff via, via DM or texting, things get lost, the double booking happens. If I'm, if I'm the engineer of the system... It gets really chaotic fast, and it's a high obligation on me. Less less time actually designing for people and managing the tattoo process, more time for me to be a front-end person, which I don't want to be. So with, with the things where we can look at our own schedules, ferret out enough time, I give you all the tools to do that once I have said, okay, let's talk about this. I've seen you. You're in my you're in my sights. I, I I dig what you're at least on the face value of your project. Let's talk about it. So then, you book the appointment. Uh, find a time, space, type of consultation you'd like, and then you book it. My consultations range, um, but typically I'm willing to spend two hours with you if that's what it takes. You can bring PowerPoints if you'd like. You can bring folders. You can bring whatever you want uh, to it, and we'll talk about it. I'm really good at auditing ideas. I'm really good at sitting down with ideas. That's what the consultation is about. Within the consultation, I'm going to hear your ideas. I'm going to take notes on your idea. I want to see everything that you're bringing to me about the idea. 
I'm gonna I'm gonna go back and forth with you and ask you a lot of questions. These are initial things to get answered right away that are on my contact form. So automatically I have information to reference about the initial idea and it is this. What do you want as far as the idea? No, that's just the idea. Where are you putting it? How I don't I think I ask how old people are. I'm not so sure. But I think I ask how old they are because I want to qualify that they're at least 18 years old because I don't tattoo anybody that isn't. And that is also in my my contact notes. So if you breeze by that and you're younger than 18, you were warned. I ask uh, where you're putting it. I mean, those are mostly the essentials. Where I ask some, some information like your email, you know, like those kind of things, your contact information and then just general idea. So I have things to reference, right? And I I definitely ask for your age now that I come to think of it. Um, and your name, all that good stuff. Um, so I have that. So I already look at that. Like before I even meet with my client, I look at the idea. And I, I remember because sometimes people submit ideas that I'm, you know, they did a year or so ago that they contacted me and we're just now sitting down with it. So first thing I'm going to do is look at the idea and then I lead with, Hey, when you contacted me in 2020, which, you know, like if this is present day, your idea was this, is it still that idea? Do you still want that? Or has it morphed in, in, in that time? Like, have you, have you done anything with it or has it, has it evolved? Um, sometimes it does, sometimes it doesn't, but I'm, I'm here for it. And I always say to people like, you know, this is what I come to understand about your idea thus far. That way they know that I did, I did understand them. I do know who they are. I have touch point with their project. I am locked in with this consultation. I'm kind of reiterating everything, good handshake, solid eye contact, uh, all that good stuff. If, if it's in person. So I have this digital form that I've crafted. Um, it's essentially what I had as a paper form. It's just that now I do it in Procreate. I have it there as like a, as like a, a layer that I just keep building layers that I, that I name as the client. So you'll have a layer, uh, in Procreate. It's kind of like Photoshop. You can layer your projects. Well, with my consultation form, I just put layers on top of it and I name the layer the client's name. That way, if I'm referencing their contact form or their, not their contact form, their, their deposit form and the notes that I've taken, I just look at the layer list and I, I click a person's name and there you go. That's all the layer, all the information that I took down. So what I do is I sit with them. We, I write down everything, all of their information. So everything's in like triplicate. Like I have, I have an email that they've sent me with their information. I have had now a consultation that's booked through my, my Squarespace where the Squarespace takes their information. So now Square is in possession of a client list and all of their information. And then I'm, I'm physically writing down all their information on my uptake form and on my deposit form, my note section on my Procreate. 
So it's a multiple point iteration for me. What I found out for myself when I was um, a student in school is I'm not the type of person that just can hear something once and it's in my head. I got to hear it. I got to experience it usually and I got to write it down. And, and usually I have to recant it to people before it's like committed to memory for me. So I know that about myself and I know that if I, if I participate in a written way, in a verbal way, and on a site level with everybody, we're usually really, really good and I'm locked in. So we sit, they show me whatever ideas. If it's on their phone, I'm like in that moment, I'm like, just send that to me now. You can email it to me. Um, I will, you know, check right now and see that I got it. Or, you know, I'm going to be emailing them after the consultation because the thing that's big is that I say to them, while, you know, after I've heard about the whole idea and everything like that, I say, so this is how I work. All these notes that I'm taking down in front of you, they're usually really, really messed up too, guys. I can't spell worth shit. I, it's slapdash. I said, I'm going to sit after a consultation. I'm going to organize these notes and I'm going to send them to you so that you can visually read as best you can based off of, I'm going to try and spell of things as correctly as I can, but you can visually read what I've understood about your project. That way you know what I've taken in. I've committed it to writing. This is the thing that I'm going to reference. So if there's anything missing from this particular form, you can call me out on it right away and you can add to it and you can say, oh, you know, you forgot this part. And then we have an email thread dialogue that is continuing from that point on. Um, I thought everybody know, like, look, this is the beginning of the conversation. I, um, you know, sometimes when when you're finally here in front of me, you know, the idea gets pressure cooked and you start, you know, going into Pinterest land and getting excited. And sometimes there's certain things that come up in, in the tattoo consultation that people don't realize. There's a lot of things that people don't think about, like they know what they want, but they don't have any concept of actually how it would work as a tattoo. So what, what is my job is to bring them into the tattoo land and say, okay, well, you want this image. Okay, you want it on this body part. Have you thought about the edges of the image that you want? Have you thought about how you want it to fade out? Have you thought about the fact that you might get more tattoo work? What, you know, is it, is it going to expand from here? Do you not know? Do you want to leave yourself some outs? Do you, do you want to integrate some pattern into that? You know, pattern's a really great thing that that helps things go beyond uh, just the image and it's a really nice transitional tool so that if another tattoo artist comes and wants to link this to this other one they have a really nice transitional space to kind of work with that's free-floating doesn't really mean my, very much and, and, and will be a nice integration tool. We can also fade it out. We can also you know utilize your skin and negative space in a cool way like what matches your fancy. These are all things that people do not think about. The edges of their tattoo. All they, they look at is is either other tattoos that they've seen before or just straight up art. 
that is 2D on, on a, you know, like a rectangle surface. And they're not, they're not thinking about the edges. The best is outer space because outer space is like all blackness with, you know, spots of color that come from the blackness. So how do you handle the edges of space? I mean, this is, this is something that's big and it's kind of a neat thing to ponder because you're talking about ending space. Space is endless. How do you, how do you end space on, uh, in a tattoo way? Most people don't think about that because they don't know how to actually craft space. They're, they like the look of it, but they don't know how to compose it and they don't know how to paint it. They wouldn't know the first thing that's up for me to give them. There's lots of devices that you can do in those respects, but most people don't think of these things. This isn't a PSA for you as a client, by the way, to think about these things preemptively for us. Now, if you come and you're that kind of special brownie scout, bravo, that's awesome. That's going to be awesome for the tattoo artists. They're going to feel really good about the tattoo. They're going to feel very secure that you know what you want, that you've looked at enough things. It's really going to be good. And I think it'll everything will move a lot more smoothly because you're, you're not going to, I mean, if you're not a person who likes homework, you're not going to have a lot of homework. Uh, I always tell my clients if, if there's certain things that, that they don't know, I'm like, okay, well, you don't have to know right now, but before the tattoo time, time comes, you have to know. So, mm, taking a sip of my shake, it's awesome. Uh, I'm seeing it like melt a little in front of me and I'm feeling like I got to do something. I'm just like, I'm just housing like hot, cold, hot, cold. It's awesome. Mm. So I, uh, I love how casual this can be. It's really cool. Um, that's another thing too, is I really, you know, people come in, I've had people come in on the client level and they're like full sweating. And I'm like, what's going on? And they're like, I don't know. I'm just really nervous. And I'm like, why are you nervous? And they're like, I don't know, man. Like, I think it's because a lot of tattoo artists are so intimidating. You know, big push for me to, to do this, just to meander off from what I was saying for a second, is that there, there was a big um, TikTok release of like a four-part uh, story that happened lately. I, I think it has different titles, but uh, this woman was trying to get a fox tattoo. And guys, if you're on TikTok, I'm not. I only know about it because somebody on Facebook reposted this and I was like, holy God. This poor woman, she, she's been abused by tat. This is everything that makes tattoo artists look bad. I mean, it was, it was deplorable. And in, and in our profession, we now dub it tattoo gate because, because the whole thing happened because the, there's this guy, Russ Abbott, really great tattoo artist, awesome tattoo artist, awesome business guy as well. Um, but he, he's attempting to educate people, I think, on a business-mindedness kind of way. And he's, yeah, teaching these creative packages that you can offer your clients. And I think it's really to, you know, teach artists that they don't have to shortchange themselves, that, that everybody can get the maximum amount of this, and to teach people that, you know, I think a little bit more about 
what we do as artists and, um, and, uh, you know, get paid for the different levels of our efforts. But if you watch this Fox tattoo four part, uh, terrible, terrible, terrible experience that this woman had. And she was so sweet. She was like, guys, I know you want to know what tattoo artist did this to me, but I can't release their name right now. I'm still trying to get my money back a little bit. This is hard. I mean, this woman was like $2,000 in to dealing with this tattoo artist and hadn't even gotten tattooed. That's how ridiculous this was. Check it out. I'm going to, I'm going to leave it there and let you guys do your own research, but that's part of why I'm putting this out there is because I don't charge for consultations. Look, man, you can do you. You can do whatever you want. Time is money, whatever. But as far as I'm concerned, I am fully ready to talk to you about your idea. And if it comes down to I'm not a right fit, I consider that saving all of us time and doing the work necessary to love and honor my profession and my fellow professionals. So... If you come to me and we have a consultation, you're going to learn a lot of stuff. I mostly have people say, wow, I've never thoroughly had that kind of conversation with a tattoo artist. And, and a lot of the reason is, guys, is because these are permanent things. You know, I had to have consultations all the time as a hairstylist, but as a hairstylist, you've got like five minutes to really get an idea of what people have you know, what they want. And then, you know, you're kind of blessed with the fact that if you're nice and personable and the person feels like, you know, you did a decent enough job, they're willing to give you another chance. If you, you know, slightly mess up, as long as you're willing to fix it, um, people will come back to you. Like, that's a gift. But, you know, you have the benefit of their hair growing back. So you have another opportunity. Not with tattoos, man. So take your time. You know, forever things take time, and they should take time. And I am fine with giving my time to people if I feel like it's going to be better overall for everybody. And, and a big thing about sales is people got to feel assured that you're not trying to screw them. Hey, are you somebody... Who likes to draw? Are you somebody who wants to draw better? Are you someone who tattoos? Are you somebody who wants to tattoo better? Well, then I recommend that you go to our special offer in our show notes of this podcast page. Our website is theapprenticeshipdiaries.com. And on this page, you'll find all our listed episodes. Within there, the show notes, there will be a link, TAD10. Click on there and find yourself 10% off a year's worth of the Reinventing the Tattoo Canon. It will make you better. So this whole like tattoo gate thing is a situation where this woman got screwed, man. She got scammed big, big time. I mean, everything about it, I was like, oh my God. I'll let you guys dive in and figure that out because I'm, I'm here to teach you my stuff. And really, um, 
Russ, if you ever, I, I doubt he'll ever listen to my, I don't know, but Russ, um, cause he, he put out a comment about a few comments about it. The truth is, is that I really don't feel his sincerity about it. Um, and you know, if, if I learned that somebody took some information that I gave them and, and utilize it in a bad way and, and hurt people as a result of it, I, I'd, I'd have to investigate that shit a lot more. I wouldn't, I wouldn't get defensive. I wouldn't explain what I'm actually trying to do. No, I would, I'd, I'd have to know what went wrong. I'd have to meet the person that got hurt. I'd have, I'd have to I'd have to be like, hey, man, like, I know you're not trying to give out the artist's name, you know, to everyone else. But can you give it to me? Because I really need to reach out to this person and have a one-on-one because I got to fix this. This can this cannot continue. So I would get involved um, because, you know, it's, it's more than making money for me. It's more than um, trying to have quantity over quality the quality is all it's about and I don't really care if I only you know get to touch a, a, a very few amount of hearts in this world I want it to be sacred I want it to be amazing I want it to be something that people will shout from the hilltops and so far I have wonderful retention you know, it takes a long time for you to get in with me. But once you do, man, I, I feel like I give a very supreme service. And and it's because I love you. I mean, it's like because I love you and I truly love what I do. And I find it such a gift. Such an immense, immense a gift to be able to participate in creation all the time and share that with another human being it's it's truly epic so my consultations are about taking whatever idea you have and making it into your own thing yeah like you know there's there's a lot of art out there why are you here why are you in front of me let's talk about what you and I can do together that's really going to be special and and that's all I'm interested in I don't care about competing with other artists. I don't care about any of that. What, I, what I'm focused on is you. I showed up for you. I want to hear about you. I don't, I don't, you know, like, I got opinions for days, and if you're in front of me and you're showing me something, you're asking my opinion, I'll give it, but be specific because there's options for days for anything. What do you want? You got to know. So if you're at all in a phase where I'm like, okay, this person really doesn't know what they want, I'll direct it a little bit, but I really need to know what, what you're after after we kind of have a honing session and I give you some homework to do. I'm, I really need you to get succinct. So that'll sometimes happen. You know, like I had that come up this week. I'm not going to go into it too much, but like I had a client who because she had worked with other tattoo artists and the way that they communicated was all these back and forth DMs and text messages. She, she was emailing me this way. And I was like, dude, what do you want? Like, I, I, I'm sorry. Maybe I wasn't clear. I know I said that this was a continuation of a conversation, but what I meant was you don't have to know everything right now. 
get me the tools that I need to design for you with, with success and intention. And so what will happen is I'll send them my notes. They'll have certain directives. If it's a remote kind of thing, I'll give them a list of different measurements to take so I can get sizing down pretty accurately and I, and I can design very efficiently and then know how to print out my designs pretty accurately to save time and paper. Um, and I'll, I'll ask for certain body parts sometimes, especially if it's a cover up, I'll, I'll need to see the image and I'll, I'll usually need to design over it a little bit to give people some ideas with, with cover ups. It's one of these things where I'm like, look, I'm going to try and give you as much as possible to see, to, to be confident that we're going to cover this. Certain things are going to have to happen on the spot. I hope you understand. I'm just going to have to respond to the cover up. This is not waters. I am unfamiliar with. So there is going to be a certain level of trust. What I can promise you is it will be better and it will be covered and you will not see it anymore. You'll know it's there, but no one else will. They're going to see something epic and beautiful that you've decided to have now and it's going to be awesome. And I, I assure you of that. I feel very confident. Um, but I, I put certain onus on them, um, to get me everything I need. Essentially how I do it is I take all these notes and I sit them down and I'm like, okay, this is my rate per hour. This is how long I think it's going to take. Now, when I give a projection, I am very optimistic. So if in my mind I'm thinking, yeah, it's probably going to be eight hours, I automatically know to tack on four extra hours and call that my maximum cost. Because typically, if I am to shortchange myself, it's about four hours worth. And I know that. So in my, in my uh, screw Amy zone, it's usually I screw myself out of four hours of work in the past. That's where I've been wrong. So that's the amount that I tack on. And sometimes I'm surprised. Sometimes it takes me less time. Sometimes, sometimes it's not even that much. But I know how to give people a worst case scenario. And at that point, I make a promise. I say, okay, this is the maximum it could possibly be. I know it's a big number. But if it's like a 16-hour tattoo, we're not going to have a 16-hour day where you sit there. You're going to get the same link that you got to make this appointment to make that appointment. You get to dictate when you do it. So sit down with it. Try to make appointments you can make. After COVID, I told people, listen, kind of the only way that I really, really, really get stubborn about the deposit is with the design. Um... I, if, if you need to cancel because something comes up, that's really nothing that you can anticipate. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to penalize you for getting sick for a day that you're booking months in advance or a month in advance or weeks in advance. You just don't know. Anything can happen. Your dog could die. God forbid. Somebody in your family. Your kids are sick. You're sick. I'm not going to try to be a dick about those things because quite frankly, folks, shit happens and we're all human. So I'm very personal with people. I make good money. I always have something to do. So I'm not, I'm not there to pick anybody's pockets here. Okay. Time is money and whatnot. 
but if it comes down to it, for what I understand about majority of my clients and how long they wait to get in with me, they're not lightly canceling their tattoo appointments. Nah, son. They're looking forward to their tattoo appointments. It's got to be a really big thing to get in the way of their tattoo appointments. So they don't move them. They look forward to them. It usually goes off without a hitch. And it really takes something big for them to have to cancel. And so I know that. And it all works out fine. Majority of the time. I tell people just kind of in a funny way. You know, if your grandma keeps dying, we're going to have a problem. You know, and essentially at that, I'm not even really a dick because I'm like, listen, your life seems chaotic. You keep moving your appointment. You keep canceling. How about you just pause and chill out for a minute? You know, your life seems like it can't really welcome a tattoo right now. I know you want it, but rather than take time away from other people's opportunities, why don't you just hang back for a bit? You got my link. You know, if you feel like we need to have a follow-up consultation, because if anything happens, it might change the idea, you know, contact me afterwards. Again, people don't like feel like they're being cheated, robbed. They don't like to feel like there might be some squirrely shit going on where you're trying to take them. You know, with tattoos, they're very expensive, and their needs, or not needs, their wants, <laughs> sorry, slip. They're not needs, they're wants. And, you know, you gotta, you gotta make room for them. You gotta budget for them. So the whole consultation is to let you know the journey. Anybody who tries to have a consultation with me before they book a consultation, I shut, I shut it down. I'm like, nope. How much will it be? Shutting it down. How long will it take? Shutting it down. We're not talking about any of that right now. You want to engage in this back and forth bullshit at your convenience and this isn't fair to me, you, or your idea. No. We're going to sit down with this. Here's my booking link. If you really want to work with me, you find time to make time to talk about this. So that both of us are clear. Both of us have space. Both of us can digest it properly. Ask as many questions as need to happen. See it all coming. And get over certain things. So I do that, and then I let people know my boundaries. So the boundaries are this. You will, you will have up until the week of when you book your tattoo appointment, which again, I take a 300 to 100, or $150 to $300 deposit, and that's just for the day, mind you. I don't do deposits that go the full length of the the tattoo. Nope, 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 nope. You book the day, whatever we do that day, that, that deposit comes off that day. The next appointment that you book, if we need to book more sessions, you will leave another deposit and then that deposit will come off that day. I do that because you never know what will happen. I have, I have people that from the beginning of when I started tattooing, still have a free-floating $100 deposit with me. And they've never booked a tattoo or they, they kept moving a tattoo. And, and quite frankly, at this point, it's like, dude. <laughs> or I have people that have started the tattoo and I haven't seen for years and I, I hope they're okay. But I'm not your bank. I don't want to be your bank. I don't want to be obligated to something I committed to like decades ago. 
um, not decades because I haven't been in the business that long yet, but a decade ago is definitely a potential at this point. I have people that far away. So I don't want to be committed to that. I don't want to honor that. I will honor it, but in all reality, man, like, I, I don't want to do that. Like, if I saw these people again, we worked together, and we didn't finish their tattoo, I'm going to take that $100 deposit off that day. I'm going to give them my booking link, and I'm going to be like, okay, this is the new deal now, because I'm not doing this with you anymore. However long it takes for you to get back in with me, that's fine. You keep your money with you. I don't, I don't want to be your bank. So that's how I run it with my clients. We keep it an even exchange. We settle up day of, end of story. If you don't continue to tattoo, that's fine. But I don't owe you anything after that. We're square. Um, and, you know, you, you can find somebody else to do your tattoo, I guess. Or, you know, you just keep booking with me until it's done. And we're totally square. And we have a beautiful piece of artwork. That's the end game. That's the final yeehaw for me because that's when I can take cool pictures if I I can manage to take good pictures. I'm not really great at that. But, you know, we got a final work. You're you're happy. You you're able to move on with your life, etc. That's awesomeness. That's like golden stuff. So you have up until the week of your tattoo appointment to get me all references because that's my sweet spot. I sit down with your idea the week prior to your tattoo appointment. That's when I start designing. I know it seems very close to the mark, but that's my procrastination hotspot, man. That's like my, my God space. Um, things are moving. I know exactly when to start pressure cooking the idea and just letting it sit and marinate. And I, I just let, I just let it fill me. And then it's just golden. It happens. It's great. But that's my, my procrastination sweet spot. I know it. So you have up until the week of to give me everything. And as I already mentioned, you cannot move your appointment past seven days leading into your tattoo appointment. So it's a full scale thing. So if you haven't got me all the tools and I design for you and I show it to you, and something comes up that you never provided for me, I claim your deposit. We might even have to move your day. Doesn't mean we might have to move your day, but I claim your deposit. That's also happened recently. I've had, I've had to charge more money for design stuff because communications weren't what they needed to be. Again, communication, second to tolerance. But you need tolerance in order to do what I'm doing here and to love people enough and honestly if you don't love people enough my personal opinion is you don't deserve to be in the service industry you don't deserve to have such access to such important parts of people's lives such as tattooing truly in my mind you're 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 very self-involved and and you shouldn't you shouldn't do this um, your motivations are off because you can make a lot of money in this profession for sure. But if you're in this for the money, yeah, man, I, that's, that's a whole boatload of misery. I don't even know how you tattoo if that's your motivation. My motivation is I love art. I love sharing it with people and I love people. I could do my art on anything, but I choose to do it on people. So I do it on people because they're my spark. 
They're, they're my drive. They're the reason why I, I get up to share with them. And I just love reveling and, and participating in a creative process with, with another human being. It keeps me grounded. It keeps me connected. It keeps me sane because all the other noise stops. It's so beautiful that I'm gloved up while I'm tattooing and I can't touch my phone. I can't think about anything outside of that space right there. I mean, we have conversations about other stuff, but I'm in it. I'm in it while I'm talking to my client and while I'm, you know, while I'm doing my thing. And I'm, I'm really good at performing while I tattoo. And, and it is a performance on certain levels because I'm able to have full conversations. There are people who are not able to do that. Um, which, by the way, should be talked about in your consultation. But before I get there, so I, I design the week of, and then I, I let the client preview the design two days prior. Now, there's a lot of tattoo with our artists that are going to buck about this for days. And they're going to have every kind of excuse to Sunday. Oh, well, they could take the design and go to another artist. Okay, let them. That's what I say. Is that other artist you? Is that other artist capable of tattooing that as well as you can? You've already gotten paid a deposit for that design. Now that's not ideal and that's definitely not worth the time usually that it takes to come up with awesome designs like that, but it's not like you haven't got paid something. So whatever the situation is that makes you feel comfortable, I highly recommend showing a client a preview of what they're going to get two days prior. It's enough time that they can show a few people and they can immediately have a response to the design. And it's enough time for you to make adjustments before you're face to face with somebody and confronted with what they do or do not like. Personally, I would rather have that be, be remote because I find people are honest and it's fair and they get to actually comment from a safe space, which is their home, tell me in an email exactly what they think and not, not spare any expense on the truth. That's honest, that's fair, that's helping people, and that's the kind of way you work if you genuinely give a shit about delivering what people want. Now. People are not artists, so there's pushback that you can have. You don't have to completely, you know, cave to your client. I've told people things like, yeah, dude, that's not going to look good. I'm just going to tell you right now, that's not going to look good. I'll probably still show them it and either prove myself wrong or them wrong. But I push back a lot. There's certain things that I call right away and I'm like, yeah, dude, that's not that's not going to look good. Or they'll say, what about this part? Usually if I've chosen to nix it, I've already talked about the potential of that happening in the consultation before we get to designing or in the course of seeing their ideas and gathering their references, we'll have a dialogue about it and I'll say, yeah, dude, that's not going to work. That's not, yeah, no. So, you know, there, there's, there's a lot of front end work. I don't know if you guys are gathering that. A lot of front-end work to get to the gold. But that two days before the appointment is when I can really put a person under my thumb a bit and say, listen, bro, 
We're not going into the, maybe if we do this space. No, 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 no. Two days before you're sitting down to get a permanent mark, you better get clear fast. I ask them to look at it. I ask them to list the bullet points of things that they want me to change and to be very specific and very clear because I want to nail it with the next round. I do not want to keep going back and forth about an idea and feeling less and less and less assured that you're ready to get a tattoo because the more you try to change something that you came with such a, I don't really know, you're the artist, I trust you kind of thing. And then as soon as you see it, you got all these ideas or upon seeing things, you keep changing your mind. I start to doubt whether or not you're ready to get a tattoo. And then I don't really want to tattoo you. And then I have kind of, it's, it's, it's not an anger. It's just a frustration because I thought we were being clear. I thought we were doing a thing. You're seeming very ambiguous now and very unclear. And now I'm worried. Now I'm getting frustrated because we're really close to our date. And, and I'm feeling, you know, like I don't have my pre-fight hype because within this, I need to do this kind of stuff for myself. I need to know that I am I am really ready for this idea and, and what gets me ready is knowing that my client is excited, is static, and fully, fully understanding of what they can hope for. So I give them a lot. I, I split the difference with, with my digital tools. You know, I use Procreate and I tell people all the time, like, listen, I know what I can and can't render. I know what I can and can't deliver. So if I can use a photo image to skip the jump here and get us to the idea so that you can know about what you're going to get, or at least mostly what you're going to get, um, I'm gonna. It's just to deliver you the idea quickly and so that we can get into the tattoo and the tattoo is the final. But, but this design idea, you know, you know, we can talk about it a little bit, but I'm pretty assured that I know what I'm capable of delivering you and I'm not going to show you stuff that I can't deliver. So that happens. I show them. Sometimes I plot it on their bodies that they, you know, pictures they've shown me so that they can see it on their body. They can see the intention of how it's supposed to move when I'm thinking about. I show them... Um, you know, full color, you know, and I, and I let them know, like, look, dude, I work in layers. Color is not a big deal. Mm. Again, with this protein shake, it's awesome. Forgive me, but you guys are having my dinner with me. Um, which is a new thing. I don't usually do a protein shake for dinner. I just, I'm, I'm feeling it today along with all the other liquids that I'm pretty certain I'm definitely gonna have to go to the bathroom after this. Anywho. I let them see about as much as they can and I tell them that the most important thing is the composition. The composition is something that we're going to start with. I'm going to plot on you and if you don't like the composition, that is the first thing that needs to be changed. Color is something that happens after the fact typically. We've got to sketch the whole idea in first and color actually through my digital tools is very easy to change. Would I like to nail the color right away? Absolutely. So the, the quicker and the better you can get me there, the more specific you can, you can be, the better. Basically what I tell people is whatever you give me, 
is what I'm going to use. If you don't give me anything and you leave it for me to decide, you have to be okay with what I decide, how I decide it, because you did not end up you did not inform the design in any way in this capacity. So if you leave it to me, you gotta leave it to me. So when they say, oh, I don't know, you're the artist. Okay, because I can go a lot of wacky places. And most of the time when people see stuff like that, they're like, wow, dude, I had, this is not what I was picturing at all, but it is way, way better. So that's like a sweet spot, man. That's the reason why it's beyond the pale tattoo, a step beyond the expected. That's my whole moniker for my tattoo studio is like, it's going to go beyond your expectations. That's my, that's my sweet spot. That's my golden zone. I want it to go past what you expected always, because I feel like that's how it should be with something like this. This is a big deal. You're, you're hurting somebody. It's basically torture and anything that you're you're kind of experiencing as you're experiencing pain gets literally ingrained into your psyche. So if it's not great, it's awful. It's just pain on top of pain. And I'm really, I think, in the business of alleviating pain for people. You know, tattooing is psychologically healing. I know what I'm doing it for. It's very shamanistic. It's it's very ritualistic. It's it's beautiful. But it has to be done with high 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 respect to the craft, to the person, to everything. It's got to be a full 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 experience. So that being said, other things are talked about in the consultation. I go over in a very good way verbally and I do want to add this to my website actually and I might do it after this uh, a whole page of how you prepare for your tattoo what to do you know getting the the biggest thing guys is a good night's sleep I'm gonna tell you that right now always tell your clients to get a good night's sleep it's a hard thing to do because they're usually really excited about their next day but I'm telling you if you show them work prior and you've had this kind of you know front-end work to it, they're going to be able to find sleep a lot easier than showing up the day of seeing the tattoo for the first time and then sitting there for hours and hours and hours as you redraw it and then you've got a shitty attitude and you're like, there, is that better? And, and they're like, uh, I guess I've been here for two extra fucking hours now. Um, I kind of feel put on the spot. Uh, Sure, fuck it, let's just do it. Fine. They're going to sleep a lot better the more you give them and the more you appeal to that level of anxiety. Now, there are people unlike me that have more consistent work that it's it's pretty clear what you're going to get, you know? It's pretty clear that it's within the style and the same kind of capacity that you work for everyone. I do a whole litany of things. I take on you know, I like basically do style collages. I don't even know what to call my style. It's just basically you give me an idea. I know art. I take your idea with all the nuances, all the flavors, and we make a really cool fusion meal that is a wild experience. And it's pretty cool. So I, I have to work this way because my, my art's not as um, 
focused on style as it is, um, I guess, illustrating a person's soul and their story. So I think it's a good time to give them the best ways to come into the tattoo. Um, try not to drink before, but it's not about the blood thinning though that is a factor. It's more about the fact that if you drink the night before, you're not going to get a good night's sleep. You're going to pass out, but you're not going to get the kind of reparative sleep that you need in order to face a day of pain. And it will be a day of pain. Your, your body's essentially going through the same thing as, uh, you know, like running a marathon. It, the adrenaline release of it is immense, and, and you're going through a full workout pretty much. So I tell people, you know, eat a carby breakfast, you know, don't, don't let your tattoo day be, um, a strict day where you're abiding by dietary regimen, have it be a cheat day, bring some carbs, you know, take advantage of the candy. I provide in my studio, both bottled water, Gatorade, if I need it, cause guys, the quickest way to help your client, if they're starting to have low blood sugar is something liquid. And Gatorade's great because it has electrolytes and it also has a little bit of salt and it has sugar. Do not get sugar-free anything. Keep in, your, keep in your wheelhouse for your clients access to sugar right away. Because if they start getting low in blood sugar, which sometimes they don't know that they really need it, doesn't matter if you tell them, they just come in and they're like, I'm going to gamble with this. And they fuck up and then they're in a position that's really kind of nasty for them because they start getting nauseous, they start getting hot, they start getting dizzy, and they're about to pass out. And then once they pass out, then you have a situation where you have to revive them. So I don't tell them all that. I just tell them about the things that they need to do to prep themselves correctly. I let them know also that I will be giving them aftercare ointment. So there's a litany of different things you can use. I always let you walk away with a little pad of my preferred aftercare ointment and how to use it. You will get aftercare instructions. I have it all printed out for you. Um, and I'm always here for you. And before you come into the appointment, uh, I, I've now given access to people, I think, that when they make their tattoo appointment, they're able to actually preview my... Um, my uh, release form so that they can read over all of the information that I have to give them about what they have to release to me because it's it's really one of those things where you have to sign off that you thoroughly trust me to deliver you the kind of tattoo that we've talked about and that you're not going to hold me liable for crap basically that you understand the risks and there's no liability to me that we're basically agreeing to do a thing and this is a cool thing and if something goes awry I can't be held liable so that's that's what you're signing so I let people digest that you know at their leisure when they come in they're gonna actually do the digital signature and all of that stuff but 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 first they're gonna be able to actually read the preview of it it's linked in like an automatic reply once they book their appointment so that they can they can see the, uh, the release form and digest it at their leisure. If they have any questions when the day actually come, they can ask me. Because there's a lot of questions that arise like, you know, what do you mean by medications? Is this medication a problem or this allergy or that allergy? You know, what are the risks? There's lots of stuff that before we get into it, 
I'm I'm fine. I want to have those questions. I want to I want to give you peace about what you're about to do. Um, I try to keep as knowledgeable as I possibly can about what I do. So, you know, I'm here for you. We're going to take a journey together. Um, I also let them know that like, you know, a lot of people ask questions like, Oh, you know, you talk to me. Can we, can I watch a movie? Can I bring a book? Can I, you know, I basically tell people it's your day. It's your day. I'll put on your playlist. We can listen to your type of music. I'm not bound to any of that. I'll talk to you the whole time. If you let me, I'll talk at you. As you guys well know, I can just talk for hours. This is just going to be like an hour and a half of me telling you about my consultation process. But let me tell you, I can talk straight for hours and my client doesn't have to do very much, which is great for them because I think it helps distract them from the pain. Very often they don't get that. Very recently, I, I mentioned it before on Nicole when I was, when we were talking to her, I had a, I had a guy, you know, ask about wearing headphones as a tattoo artist. And I had said to him, dude, that's fine. As long as you, you tell the person in the consultation, that's what you do. And you prepare them. He got really indignant and was like, well, I gotta, I gotta like handle that. Like a, you know, does a surgeon, does a, does a master class have to, have to confer with a, with the client about how they do what they do. I'm the expert here. And I'm like, bro, you asked. Okay. If you, if you weren't concerned about my answer and you weren't ready to pay attention to it, why the hell would you ask? Just do what you do. I'm telling you what I would like. If that's your process, that's fine. But you should go over your process in the tattoo. And the reason being is because if you're going to be locked into the tattoo, which I totally get, and you're going to wall in and you're going to put on headphones, the issue is if I know that in the consultation, I can talk about certain cues with you. Like, i.e., I got to pee. How do I, how do I get this guy knowing that I got to pee? You know, like, do I flag you down? What if, what if I'm feeling sick and you haven't looked at me for a minute, you know, should I tap on you? Like, you know, just, just have a dialogue with people a bit about what, what they're going into because they don't know. And there's a lot of people I find that will suffer so much and, and, and it's like no reason to suffer like that. And I'm another person and I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to suffer like that. I wouldn't want to feel like that. The things that I've heard from people are terrible about how their tattoo experience has gone. And it's, it's like nowhere near this TikTok tattoo gate, Fox tattoo lady, but it's bad. And I've seen really beautiful tattoos where I've said, oh my God, that's gorgeous. And the person kind of like shrugs it off and they're like, yeah, you know. It's nice and all, but um, the tattoo artist was a real dick. That's like the worst, guys. That's like that's like the worst. So so do everyone a favor, because I'm telling you right now, the stuff that I hear from tattoo artists about 
where things went wrong with their client, all this client drama stuff, I almost 100% can attribute it to a faulty consultation. There was not enough front-end work that you did. Not at all. And, 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 and of course, the tattoo artist gets mad. Like, like the dude who asked me the question, he gets really indignant about my answers because I'm finally giving him the, the, the question, you know, the answer to the question. And I'm sure something happened for him to ask that question on social media. I'm sure somebody, you know, complained or, or talked about how awful it was that he just put on his, his, uh, his headphones and didn't look up. You know, I'm sure somebody did, and that's why he was asking the question. And then the minute you give him an answer that would help him, he gets mad. Okay, well, that's your problem right there. You don't actually care about your client. The only thing you care about is doing the job. So sit down, shut up, and let me do my job. That's fucked up, dude. You're working on a person. You're not working on a car. You're not working on anything that somebody can leave with you and you can get into it at your own accord. You are dealing with another human being and you have an opportunity to make a solid, lifelong, hopefully, relationship. You're definitely making a lifelong mark. So you should be concerned about what kind of soulful connection you are making with somebody. It should matter. That's my opinion. But I can tell you right now, like I'm telling all of you, if you're having problems with your client, it's not your client's fault. Your client doesn't know. Take responsibility for what you have come to the table with. Really sit down with it and think to yourself, did I set that person up for success? Did I set myself up for success? Did I make sure that I... I led somebody into this with the most information possible so that everybody could see things coming. Because if you didn't, you have room to critique yourself and you should critique yourself and you should think about how you can approach it differently with the next person. In the beginning, this is very troubleshooty and everything that I do is not going to work for everyone else. You do have to find your own way. You know, I talked to, oh shit, his, his, his name is escaping me for a second. Mm. Opportunity for more of my, my shake while I ponder it. My friend in Scotland, I never pronounce his last name right. Um, John, John uh, Graney. I think that's it. Yeah, Graney. I'm pretty sure. Anyway. He was like, wow, man, you know, all the anxiety I must put people through. And I was like, hey, man, you know, you got your rhythm, you got your clients. Typically speaking, once you start putting out a fair amount of work and you get a rhythm of your portfolio, it's going to attract the, the perfect kind of client for you. It just will. John is very expressive with not only his art, but himself as a person. Like, he, he just exudes the kind of person he is, and I think that attracts people as much as anything. So I, I think that happens, and I think it comes through in the art as well. And I think the kind of people who are attracted to the art 
are usually the kind of people that are attracted to the personality as well. It doesn't always work that way, but a lot of times it does. So, you know, after a while, this gets a lot easier. I mean, I just worked on somebody today that I didn't, I honestly didn't even need a consultation with because here's the deal with her is that her ideas are usually so simple and straight up that our consultations are kind of like, they're more like us personally catching up with each other because we like each other than they are really discussing the idea. So this time she was like, hey, I want to book my appointment. And we'd already kind of previously talked about it. But um, I know that she's just trying to collect a lot of big cats and, uh, you know, big wild cats. And, and the most recent was a cheetah. So, you know, we've, we've already done a leopard and a lion. We're going to do this cheetah. We, I have the past ones that we've done. We've, we've already kind of come up with a style and a way. And so this time I know she wanted a cheetah and um, she just emailed me what, he, what she wanted, gave me a few reference pictures, kind of broke it down verbally and then let it rip, man. She didn't even need how long it would take because in the times that I've quoted her, like I said, I give a maximum projection, but I'm fairly certain that even in the times where I've given her a maximum, we've been under under the mark as far as how long it's taken. So. She knows that I always treat her fairly. She knows I always treat her right. She knows that I'm, you know, like, I'm, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna do a good job for her. And it's gotten really nice so that we don't have to belabor it very much. And she was able to just roll into the appointment. And I was able to design with her fully feeling confident that it was as simple as she was saying. That's not the case with everybody. And you really, really, really got to work on those relationships in the beginning. It's it's a lot of trust that you got to have. And once you start tattooing regularly, you it becomes your every day that you're changing people's lives. So that's an immense amount of responsibility. Don't take for granted that what you're doing for someone else is not every day. It's a rare, rare moment for them. And it's a rare mark for them. So don't take that for granted. And I, I definitely don't recommend doing it for the money. Um, I mean, you can, but I wouldn't. And I don't. So uh, I think that's all for, for, the, for the consultation. Um, in the ways that you guys have borne my um, obsession with liquids, I really appreciate it. I try not to do that while I'm consulting with consulting. That's a long way to say that. While I'm while I'm talking with clients, but this is casual. I wanted I wanted to share with you guys how silly I can be because I am. Um, we're all human, and. You know, I, I, I kind of like these personal sessions at this point. And I... It's really cool, guys. I just feel like I'm able to give you a lot of my experience. And whatever you do with it, um, I, just, I just hope it matters. I just hope it means something to you. But um, that's the goal. Again, I'm not doing it for the money. I'm doing it for you, and, and that's that's where you go. He's home. Um, so, hold up. 
So he, he just jumped in, um, but I'm gonna I'm gonna leave you guys at this point. It's been a it's a wonderful thing. Perfect timing on his his uh, part. Officially an hour and a half. I might actually go through this a little bit and clean it up. Maybe not so much of my liquid fetish. I might leave a little thing in there. I don't know. Otherwise, I love you all. I hope this has helped. I hope that there will be um, some neat things. On a side note, I did break my iPhone 8. I broke the the, the screen recently. So if anybody can shoot me a recommendation, that would be lovely. Um, things that you've experienced, iPhones that you've experienced. I have an upgrade that I'm willing to do, but I really hate having to get new technology and all of that. So if, so if any of you have recommendations for me on, on tech and things like that, I, I will take it. Uh, I will love it. I will take your reviews. That would be awesome. But either way, I hope everybody has a very awesome, awesome week ahead. And uh, yeah, God bless you all. I love you. Mwah. All right, that's this week. Now, I, I wanted to throw this out there because uh, in between the time that I recorded this and am now releasing this, I discussed with my friend Gabe Ripley about the this year's Paradise Tattoo Gathering. It's going to be October 12th through the 15th, and it will be hosted at Jiminy Peak, Massachusetts. It's a beautiful beautiful ski resort. I, I think just going there for that alone is pretty, pretty worth it. My, um, my boyfriend Rico seems to like it a lot. We always go, uh, the gatherings are always amazing, but Gabe has asked me if I wanted to do some seminars and this was one that I felt, you know, in talking about it, uh, would be really cool to show. I think that's the piece that might be missing from this conversation, well, not conversation, this rant of mine, is that I'm not giving you guys any visuals to see. Um, so I thought, you know, I, I proposed to him maybe a, a consultation seminar for beginners and let people know what at least my, my thing is and kind of let them go from there, but provide them a bunch of paperwork and information. I just am throwing this out there to see if anybody would uh, think that that was cool and let me know. But either way, it's something that I think that upon talking about this uh, on a podcast would be really cool. I do think it's, I do think it's a key component uh, when it comes to a good working tattoo relationship. So let me know guys, and I hope you have a stellar, stellar week. And uh, because I, I didn't talk to you guys yesterday, I really hope that it was a fantastic Memorial Day. Love y'all. Thanks for listening. You can find The Apprenticeship Diaries on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Our IG is the underscore apprenticeship underscore diaries. If you would like to offer constructive criticism or an interview, drop us an email at theapprenticeshipdiaries at gmail.com. We, we look, look forward, forward to hearing, hearing from, from our, our listeners. listeners.